Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm I'm good. You know, I'm trying to hang out, hang out with y'all young folks and trying to get all this stuff straight. I made my little made up stand. So I'm kind of like, you know, I'm I'm kind of with it, with it. So there you go. Well, I like that because you know what? As black people, we do whatever we got to do. Don't we do? Don't we? We're just, ma we're just magic. We're just, we're just Look, we do whatever we got to do to make it. And let me tell you yeah. something. You see this lipstick I got on? It's either cute or it look very hookerish. I don't know, Miss Sylvia. Is it hookerish or is it, I don't normally do this type of pink. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Even if it was hookerish, you could do that. You can do it. You can wear the hookerish, the 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 W. Uh, I, okay, let me stop right there. I was gonna say. <laughs> Look, I was I was rolling with you, baby. I was rolling with you. No, it looks very nice. You know, you, it does. It looks nice. Thank you. And you know what, Miss Sylvia? Yes. The, uh, thank you for joining me, first of all. Okay. Thank you Welcome. for having me. Yeah. Of course. Welcome to Care Dangerous Talk. Um, so the first thing I do on my show is give people their flowers. Oh, that is so sweet. Okay. Yes, it's just a way to say something positive because we need that, you know. Yeah. So I just want to tell you, Miss Sylvia, I heard about you from the big superstar comedian Monique, yes. you know. Um, she was on TFP's uh, Expeditiously. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think that's what it's called, uh, his podcast. And she brought you up because she was asked who are her top ten as far as comedians go. Top five. Oh, top five. Okay, go ahead and fact check me. Okay, no, I man. <laughs> and you, you were one of her people. I forgot what number you came in as, but um. Well, actually, Kara, she did. She named Richard Pryor, and then she okay. named me, and that was it. She didn't have any anybody else, so I was like, Ooh. "Well, you go ahead, girl." Ooh. That was, right. That's a that's a good list right there. That yeah. is a great list. So what she was saying about you um, was incredible to me. And we'll get into that in just a second. But I wanted to have you on because when I started this platform, I said I have to show everyone the black history that is going on now. Right. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of times we use that word and we mean the past, but we right. are all black history, you know? That, isn't that amazing? That is so true. Thank you. You're welcome. And when I heard your story, Miss Sylvia, I said, we have to honor this lady. That's wonderful. Thank you. We, you're welcome because it means so much to me, uh, my ancestors and people like you who who have made it to a, a, even people who not own a celebrity status, just our older elders or people who have worked hard for us, who have uh, uh, made paths for us to walk through, doors to walk through. Um, I just have to honor that. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank I, you so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Um, I've, I've caught so many blessings since Monique was on that podcast because they're calling me from around the world. And mm. while I, already, I, I pretty much have a, a pretty decent following, but most people have no clue who I am. What, that I've been in the game for 51 years. Uh, even T.I. said that she's still living. <laughs> you know, said, right. I was like, oh. And he wants to do, you know, he wants to do something. 
So I'm, I'm really excited. I, I sincerely appreciate you saying that because I'm learning that, you know, everybody is a young, is young to me because I've, you know, I'm old, I'm older, but I'm one of those young, old people. So when I first met Monique, she was, she was, she kept looking at me staring like, wait a minute, she's been in the game for 50 years. How, how old is she? When did she start doing comedy? You know, when did she start this? But, uh, but I, I, I kind of proud, I have two daughters. Uh, one is 28 mm -hmm. and one is 40. So my youngest wow. daughter, Michelle, yeah, is, um, I mean, you remind me so much of her and I have to be honest oh. with you, when I first saw your picture and you reminded me so much of Michelle, I think Michelle's just beautiful. I really do. I think that's my child. Of course I'm going to, but I mean, she's like a little extra. And, well, thank uh, and, you. And you <laughs> reminded me so much of her that you, you kind of like, I've watched some of your work. And then when I, I, I felt your spirit and I said, I like this woman. I like her. She's, she's positive. She doesn't take no crap. You know, she's she's ready to, you know, to, to go at it. She's ready to do what she has to do. I think I'll enjoy going on her show. So here I am. Oh, and wow. And I even announced on my page that you're the bomb because I, like I said, I watched a couple of your interviews and I really, really liked how you operate. So thank you. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, my God. That means so much to me. Wow. You have no yeah. idea. So you know what? For the people who don't know who you are, let's just go ahead and go through your resume a little bit for them. So you already said you've been in the game for 50 years, right? Mm -hmm. So just to let you guys know, this is a legend right here. Oh, she was. A, are you not a legend, though? Are you not? That's what everybody says. You know, they say, I'm like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a comedian, so there you go. All right. Yeah. But can you, I don't want to talk for you. Tell us why you are a legend. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead and just give it to us. You're the first. Tell us the first couple of things you've done. You're the first. Well, you know what, Kara? I didn't even know when back in the late 60s, early 70s, whatever you want to call it. I did not know that I was like the first woman of color, the first black female impressionist in the history of this country. So I wow. have that role. I mean, I always hold it because nobody was, you know, I'm, that'll just be my, my title. There are now younger women coming up behind me, and I'm so proud of them. They do impressions, and they're, they're good. And with modern technology, you can do impressions even if you can't do impressions, you mm -hmm. know. So I'm America's, I'm the world, actually, the world's first African-American woman of color female impressionist. And um, I'm also the first black girl hired as an associate writer for Saturday Night Live. And when I first went to Saturday Night Live, they were only four years old. Mm. They had not become the iconic show that they are today. However, I was there with the first crew. John Bellucci, Dan Aykroyd, Jane uh, Curtin, uh, Gilda Radner, all those guys, Garrett Morris. As a matter of fact, um, oh, and I'm the only woman ever in the world who's ever hosted a major roast. I hosted Muhammad Ali's roast at the wow. incredible Apollo Theater. And Garrett Morris, who was on Saturday Night Live, right after the roast, he came and told me, he says, you got to meet my boss. You have to meet my boss, who is Lauren Michael, who's the executive mm -hmm. producer of Saturday Night Live. He still is. And true to his word, they sent the limousine. They picked me up, took me over. I was living in New York at the time. And they took me over to Saturday Night Live, and he hired me on the spot. On the spot. Wow. 
Yeah. What did you do? What did you do there for him? Well, I laugh when Monique talks about it because she says, they gave you that title, Miss Sylvia, because they didn't want to have to pay you and they didn't want to have to put you on. You know, she, she is so, but it's so true. A lot of people yeah. sleep on Monique. Monique, Monique is sharp. She's on top of she her. She is. So um, uh, she, she, it, was, it was interesting that she said that because I think, I know the first night that I was asked to do something, I was asked to work with Linda Ronstadt. Now, you guys, you're, especially your generation, may not know who she is, but she's an award-winning songstress. Yeah, and she's won Grammys, and anyway, they put they connected, they put me with her. They would always put me with these people, and they didn't need anything written because they they were gonna sing or speak or something like that. So, yeah, and then um, when I hosted the Muhammad Ali roast, it wasn't because they just called me and said, "Can you host the Muhammad Ali roast?" I heard about the roast when I was living in New York City and everybody was going to be there because at, at that time Muhammad Ali was the most popular man in the world. Mm -hmm. In the world. They'd written more books about him. There was one other man that beat him out on books written about him and that was Jesus Christ. Wow. So, isn't that deep? That's deep. So um, when I heard about the roast I told my roommate, I said, I gotta be at that roast. I'm yes. going to that roast. I didn't know anybody. I did not know any body to invite me because I definitely did not get an invitation to the roast. So I decided I would crash it. I would crash the roast and I was yeah. going to see I'm sorry I get excited when I talk about this. <laughs> That's okay. It's like it's like dreams really do come true. And so I was gonna crash the roast as a black Ruth Fussy and that was from a show called Laughing back then which this generation probably has no idea, but it was such a big TV show. And the day of the roast, Richard Pryor called, because he was hosting it. Richard Pryor was hosting it, okay? Mm -hmm. He called and said he couldn't do it. Wow. And Dick Gregory, who was like in charge of the board of directors or whatever it was for the roast, was devastated because they didn't have anybody. No, they couldn't, nobody was available that day. And so I was a contestant in the Miss Black America pageant. Uh, and the girl who, four of us went to Europe and only two of us lasted in Europe. And um, for various reasons, not that the other two couldn't do it. They just had, you know, things happen in their family. But anyway, she recommended to Dick Gregory that he pulled mm -hmm. me in. He was like, who is she? She said, don't worry if you bring Sylvia and I promise you, I promise you, she will deliver a serious job. And mm -hmm. Mr. Gregory said, okay, bring her in. So when they called me, Kara, they were like, she called me, she said, sit down. You're not going to believe it. Because I was in Texas at the time, that morning when she called me. She said, you know, you said you were going to crash the roast, right? I said, yeah. She said, you don't have to crash the roast. You're going to yes. You're going to host the roast. Wow. It's like, what? So when I got there, everybody, all the ball players, football players, basketball, television talk hosts of that era, they were all roasting Muhammad Ali. Nobody gave me a script. Nobody gave me anything. Mr. Gregory said, well, they told me you don't need nothing, but you, you know how to handle this. I was 26 years old with no script, no nothing. And every celebrity in the world there, and I have to introduce them to. So I had to make up stuff. I had to create. I, oh, it was it was like, okay, and I did it. 
and it's all on film. And after 40 years, it was a, yeah, about 30, not 35 years, 35 to 40 years, I never saw the film. And I got a call that someone had the entire roast. So I have a copy of the roast. Oh, great. Oh, that man. <laughs> so That's amazing. It was, like a, it was like a dream come true. It was a dream come true. And um, I have put little snippets of the roast online, you know, for people to see, because a lot of people kept saying, well, how come you don't have any pictures or anything from back in the day? I said, because we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have the internet. We had none of that. The few, I have one picture that I mm -hmm. took with Whitney Houston, because Whitney took me on the road with her. We did, I did 23 cities with her, 23. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have any cameras or anything. Oh, Whitney was, it, oh my God. You know, I have, it's so much stuff I could talk about. I get confused. Well, 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 you know what? I, it's so many questions in your story, and I'm glad you brought all that up. Oh my God, this is like story time at the Apollo. But this is just, this is just fantastic. Um, how did you even pull yourself together when you got that call to come up with that material? Like, what's going in your mind at that time? You know, what, what happened was, um, I think God gave me a, a sense of no fear. I really do. Because even with all of the racism and the, you're a little black girl and no, you ain't going to be able to do, you know, just all the negativity that came along with being a young black female comic. I just believed, I, I, I just wasn't afraid. I was never afraid. I walked in the streets of New York, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, did not care, wasn't afraid. I mean, I don't know where I got that from, but it was there. So, and I, I attribute it to God just blessing me with, you yes. know, with, with no fear. So, um, uh, I get the talking so much, Carol, that I forget what the questions are. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> you doing fabulous, look. You giving us little gems. This is fabulous. Yes. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. So I know Muhammad Ali was impressed with you. What did he say to you? I know you can do him too. You can do an impersonation of him. What did he say to you? Do you remember or? Well, one of the things he did, and Monique was talking about how he he walked me to the front of the stage. This is Muhammad Ali. Now I was a little because it was the first night I'd done an impression of him. I just mm -hmm. learned to do an impression of him. And I remember saying to myself on stage, when it was time for me to bring him out, I, I always look over to the left because that's what I did when I was on stage. I looked over, I saw him standing there. And Kara, when I tell you that man was made, it was only one of them that they made. They only made one, Muhammad Ali. Yes. In person, you know, we see him on TV. He's wonderful. When I saw that man in person, I said, he's like a god. You know, like like a, a Zeus or somebody. Okay, Bill. He was yes, oh, yes, chiseled. Bill, not one piece of fat. The suit he had on looked like it cost about four or five thousand dollars at that time. Wow. He was just standing there, and he was, you know, he was waiting for me to introduce him. And I said, Mr. Ali, if you can give me just one second, it's all on film. It's all on film. And I'm paraphrasing now because I don't remember the exact words, but it, it's on film. I said, if you could just give me one second, I have a surprise for you. And Kara, I remember thinking to myself, this is it, honey. <laughs> this is either going to make or break you. If you don't do well, you're going to get dragged through the mud. 
trying to do mm. a woman trying to do Muhammad. I'm thinking all of this as I'm as I'm telling him I'm gonna and the other voice was like, but baby, if you pull it off, yes, set you straight. And it must have got pulled off because you know, like I said, Gary Morse came and got me and said, You need to meet Laura Michaels. But I remember Mr. Ali grabbing my hand and taking me to the front of the stage and he held it up. The place was so packed. People were sitting on the floor. The fire marshal could have come in and shut the place down. It was Muhammad Ali. You know, it was, it was huge. Yeah. And, and he held my hand up in the air, and I remember looking at him, and um, uh, I'm sorry, it was on this side. This is the side, because this is the same hand Whitney Houston held up. And oh. he said to me, um, he first said to me, you doing me? A woman doing me? That's awesome. You know, he, he, he gave me that at first. And I, re I remember thinking, because we didn't have phones and stuff. I didn't need yeah. the only camera that was uh, on was the NBC cameras, cameras. And so there was no way for me to get a copy of him saying that. At least that's what I'm thinking in my head. Well, I'll, I guess we have to wait for it to come on TV. And then, you know, everybody can see it because it was such a compliment. It was such a compliment. And um, I, I still revel in the people that were there. The NBA, the NFL, you had Dick Cavett, who was a talk show host, LaWanda Page from Sanford and Son. Yeah. Which, by the way, I didn't even get the, I already skipped Red Fox. You know, he was my first manager. Yeah. Red oh, Fox. my God. I'm, I'm coming so home to you. I'm coming <laughs> home to you, Elizabeth. I love Red Fox. Yes, yeah, so big fan. So yeah, that was that was the, the early days. Um, uh, because in Europe, he had heard about us being the Miss Black America pageant winners over in Europe. And like I said, we didn't have all the stuff we had today. You had to hear about people through magazines or radio, television, word about that kind of stuff. And he read some newspapers that he said i want to meet that one that does impressions when she gets back to the states bring her out here and this was i think he was just starting to do sanford and son and oh my god when i got back home they told me there's a ticket waiting for you at the airport red fox wants to talk to you man i hopped on that plane and then keep in mind all of this was always by myself because there were no other black females that I knew at the time who did comedy. I knew of Moms Mabley, but by that time, you know, she died in like 1975. I knew of her, but I'd never met her. You know, I'd never worked with her or anything like that. But that was it. So there was nobody to talk to. There was nobody to, uh, to share any information with because I was the only person in my neighborhood who, who took entertainment serious. So I hopped on that plane, went on out there to Red Fox. So when you meet a person like Red Fox, what do you do? You just do you just start doing impression after impression? Will y'all have a conversation or like how does that work? You know, they his team, I think it was about seven of them, they all picked me up at the airport. Now I was at that time, because I was in Europe entertaining the American troops, I was used to thousands of people in an audience, you know. The American mm -hmm. troops, they were just coming home from the Vietnam War, and I'm over there entertaining them, and entertaining them. So when I got to Mr. Fox's organization, they took me to this place, and all eight of them sat in the chair. They placed them. They said, let's see what you do. And I'm thinking, 
you mean? Just see what, what I do. <laughs> Where's my audience? I mean, people not gonna laugh. You know, y'all gonna sit here. I, I, you know, I go off my audience's energy, and there were eight people. So I, and at that time, you ready for this? There were I'm no ready. black women. There were no black women for me to imitate. Mm. That I could imitate. So I did people like Jane Hathaway from the Beverly Hillbillies. You probably have no clue what show that is. And it was a big sitcom back then. Um, I did Lily Tomlin. These were all white mm -hmm. girls. Because I know, I know, I know them. Do you really? Yes. Oh, that's so refreshing to hear because usually, I, and I get it. You know, I get that a lot of people have, they're like, who? I'm like, Jane Hathaway. She was a secretary on a show called The Beverly Hillbillies. And so I was doing Cher and, uh, you know, all the white girls. And when I finished, he was like, give it a contract. They had a contract there for me already. They had a contract. Oh, that's a blessing. Lawyer, I didn't do it. Red Fox, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's, that, is, that is great. You know, you said you were in a beauty pageant, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But you, you didn't tell us who was in there with you because... I, I don't know the word, but you weren't in there with a jive turkey. Tell us, <laughs> tell us the beauty. Dynamite. Tell us. Well, we tied for first place. Bernadette Stannis, who is Thelma from yes. Good Times. We tied you and Thelma. Huh? Let me tell you something now, Miss Silva. If you was in a beauty pageant with Miss uh, Bernadette, that means you was a hot little mama because everybody <laughs> likes some Thelma. Now, Thelma was that chick back in the 70s now. Even to this day, she's just amazing. She's so humble. She's so kind-spirited. She's so nice. I, I see her generally at the uh, the Black Caucus because we both have our books there. And I run mm -hmm. into her. I, we even took a couple of pictures. I have a picture of her and I in the pageant. I do have that picture because the newspapers took it. So it's a picture of us holding our trophies. And you ready for this? We I'm ready. And I beat her out. Okay, because our tiebreaker was a question, so my I okay. answered the question according to them, you know, to win. So, and so she should have asked Michael for the answer because he then, was the smart. Because <laughs> he was the smart one on the show. So, well, wait a minute. How about this? She hadn't started yet. She that night she got mm -hmm. a card from a guy who wanted her to come in to audition as Thelma. So she went wow. to audition, and I went to Europe to entertain the American troops. So. There you have it. And she ended up getting the part of Selma. And I still have, I have a picture of her and I with the night we were in the pageant on stage holding our trophies. And I also have a picture of her and I, like about a year ago, mm -hmm. when we saw each other, we took a picture. So I put the 1970-something picture, and then I put the, the 2019 picture up against each other. And I told her, I said, you know what, Selma, we don't look so bad. Girl, we still, you know, we still jive. We still right. <laughs> You know, I wanted to say, I was like, you don't help look good because you're looking good. I mean, you said you've been in this business for over 50 years. That's like two humans. Isn't that something? Isn't I didn't want to say that, but that's, that's, a, that's a, woo. It's a blessing. It's a real blessing because I'm, I actually, I just cut my hair about, I guess about three or four weeks ago because my hairstyle, she, she said, Miss Sylvia, your hair is dead. You know, because I used to use my hair to do my Michelle Obama. I used to do, you know, all of my Melania Trump. You know, I have now up-to-date 
ladies that I do. But it's like, thank God for, for, for this new generation of being okay with weaves and wigs and all of that. So I'm good, you know, never, I'm, I, I, I like it. All the all the women doing the low haircut. My mom done cut her stuff off too. She just wow. I bet she is just gorgeous. I bet your mother is just gorgeous. Thank you. She would say she is. She is gorgeous. I get my looks from her. So okay. Thank okay. you for saying that. Um, yeah. look, I don't know if you like being put on the spot, but I'm gonna have to put you on the spot for one person <laughs> because I love. Whoopi, well, I love Whoopi Goldberg as an actress, and you have just got to do a little bit of her voice for me, please. <laughs> oh, girl, okay. <clears throat> like I do this all the time. I never do. I just go right into it. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me just say this. Let me just say this, Kara. I was really looking forward to coming on your show, so thanks for having Sylvia, because that means I'll be here. So, yeah. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you. Ooh, Thank you. That sounds just like her. Yeah, it, you know. I usually follow her up with my main girl. Oh my God. Hi. How you doing? How you doing? Okay. Okay. You know, you know. Well, yeah. I do the uh the Wendy Williams thing. I love Wendy Williams. That is so mm -hmm. funny. Oh, mm -hmm. man. So y'all know who Miss Sylvia is now, don't you? She got them voices for y'all. Bam! <laughs> and you know, wow. I, um, I, you were talking about Monique earlier. And I met Monique. I was in Vegas last year. I was hosting mm -hmm. the, the Play Awards. And a friend of mine uh, had gone to see Monique. And I was going to go see her the next, not the next night, but the night after that, because the next night I wanted to go see George Wallace. <laughs> so a friend of mine um, said that he, that Monique invited him to be on her show to do five minutes. So I said, you know what? He's from DC. That's my boy. I'm going to go and support him tonight. And then I'll go see George Wallace the next night. Mm -hmm. When I got to that daggone auditorium where Monique is the first black female comic to have a residency in Vegas. Wow. She's it. She's the first one. Mm -hmm. So he went on stage, you know, and um, I was late getting there. So Rodney Perry, I don't, do you know who Rodney Perry is? Oh, yes, comedian. Yes. So Rodney Perry saw me and we talked and he said, you know what? Oh my God. Um, is that professional hitman that just joined? <laughs> I'm glad that's one of my favorite comedians. He, hey there, baby Oh, boy. what's up, professor? So, professional. <laughs> and you got to, you got to. You got to follow Kara, okay? Make sure you follow. Okay. Yes. So, um, and all, anybody that's here from my page, you got, I, I don't even know this woman until tonight. A.R.T.Z.A., and I'm just telling everybody just coming on that, that's from my, you know, from my tribe, please follow her. She has uh, this podcast. She's also on YouTube. She's on Twitter. She's, and she's everywhere, and I absolutely adore her. I'm I'm looking at all the names that are popping up to make sure that my folks are starting to come on now. So well, thank you. I appreciate it so much. And I, I I told her early in the um in the broadcast why I wanted to come on her show. So she's some you know if I'm here you know you know I think she's amazing. You already know that, okay, y'all. But anyway, Kara. So um, what were we talking about? We were talking about um. um me and you both need to do oh, something with our memory. Oh, anyway, uh, we were talking about, hey, Angel Sandpaper, girl, you're going to love Carol. 
oh my god anyway so we were talking about monique right yeah and um so rodney said monique's gonna love you she's gonna hear your history she's gonna freak out and sure enough he went over there and told us she tells the story on stage she came to my 50th anniversary it was so amazing and she said 50 years so she came over to me kara and she had tears coming down her face Wow. and this is before the virus of course and I stood up and she grabbed me and hugged me and she said Miss Sylvia I want you to know right now sugar I'm gonna tell you right now okay <laughs> I'm sorry I loved no go ahead that's what the people <laughs> love go I ahead her. so um she said come on come on in the back so she took me back to her dressing room and she sat she put a chair in front of me and told me to sit there and she set a chair in front you know she sat down in the chair in front of me and she had an entire team there her hairdresser her stylist her security guard her roadman you know all of her people her makeup everybody was in there and they were very quiet they mm -hmm. were very quiet she's gonna see this she's gonna see this i promise you she's gonna see this she's probably gonna say something to it about it too. oh awesome so she um she starts telling me about this woman named lucille broken mm -hmm who did her first record in 1921. She's, she's deceased, right? And she said, Miss Silk, she told me all about Lucille. And she said, good. She looked around at her team and she said, y'all remember we talked about this this morning, right? So everybody shook their head, but everybody was quiet. They were quiet. And I was wondering why I was so, you know, serene. So she mm -hmm. said, Miss Sylvia, Ooh, it makes me almost cry when I tell the story. She said, um, Excuse me. She Aww. said, she said, Lucille came to her that morning because Monique had been promoting her, you know, just telling everybody about it. She told her, mm -hmm. told me about it. She said, um, mm, 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 so deep. She said, Lucille, Lucille came to me this morning and she told me to not worry about promoting her. She said, I'm going to send you the woman that you need to be promoting. And she busts out crying and said, hey, Miss Sylvia, you walked in the door. Oh, that is so touching. It was a divine, it was, it was, uh, you know, and from that moment on, Kara, Monique has been my biggest cheerleader. She mm. took me all over Vegas, all the radio stations, television, everything, magazine, you name it. She took me there and introduced. I'm probably more popular in Vegas than I am in my own hometown in D.C. You know, I'm from D.C. Yes, ma'am. And from that moment on, that's how come all the people that watch T.I. and Tiny, I'm, I've been getting so many notes and, and stuff saying I never heard of you. And Monique announced you. And it's like Monique's like, like a private angel. I have a book called Jelly Beans from Heaven. And she's mm -hmm. a jelly bean. She's truly she dropped the jelly bean on me. And that's, oh, that, that book, we'll, we'll talk about that later on. But when she said that to me, I was so, like, I, I, just, I just didn't know what to say. We're talking an Oscar Award winner. We're talking, how would anybody get even that close to Monique for her to want to take them in her dressing room and sit her down in front of her entire team and she took, she knew that night part of what her job was going to be. And I remember when she first stood up about the whole Netflix thing. Mm. I got told off, laid out, just like not mm. as to the extent that she was getting it done, but my, mm. my people 
Oprah. Like, she talks too much. She should have kept her mouth. You don't talk to Oprah. And I said, no, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. She's she's doing this. I didn't get paid the first 10 years. I was in business. Wow. The first 10 years. Time, 10 years I didn't get paid. Not that they were paying people a whole lot of money because there weren't that many female comics at the time. But the fact remains, I didn't get paid. I went to Europe. I got paid. The United States government paid me. We were there for five weeks. They gave me $500, like $100 a week, two or three shows a day, seven days a week, every day, traveling all over, mostly in Germany. So when she first said that she wanted us to stand with her, I knew, I knew what she was getting ready to deal with. I knew it because women, especially black women, they mm. treat us, we just don't get the same breaks. And she called it out. We do not get the same breaks. I've done shows that my male counterparts have done. And they get way more. They get offered way more than what I get offered. And I have to say, okay, so how come I'm only getting X amount of dollars, but you gave so-and-so X amount of dollars? Well, Sylvia, you know, he's been around a long time. <laughs> he's been around a long time. Huh? I guarantee he hasn't been along. He hasn't been around as long as me. Guarantee. Oh, guarantee he's got 30, 30, 32 years. He's got 32 years. It's like, <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm with her. I, I just took all the clowning and everything that they did. And then when she called me up a couple of weeks ago when uh, the judge overturned Netflix's um, the, uh, request to throw it out of court. I heard about she that. Said, yeah, they. oh, that was a big win for her. That was a big win for her. She called me up, Kara, on the phone. And when I, I saw her name come up, and I said, that's Monique. And I get excited whenever she called. She says she gets excited whenever she sees my name come on. That's a so, connection. So she, when I answered the phone, she said, Miss Sylvia, I ain't want to talk to nobody else, baby. I didn't want to talk to nobody but you. Have you seen what's happening? And Kara, she said, told me to hang up the phone, go look at the news about her and Netflix, and call her right back. And I was in tears. And I said, Monique, you always talk about the little girls coming up behind us. Because I told her one day I was tired. I said, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time. Mm. I guess God don't want me to, to, maybe he wants everybody to find out about me what, when I'm gone. And whatever the case is, I'm okay because I've had a rich, luxurious, wonderful career. And I still got some, some stuff that's coming down the pipe right now that, that I'll tell you about the whole moms maybe play in just a second. So I said to her, people just don't know what this means to some of us. And yeah. she said, I didn't want to talk to nobody but you right now. She says, I don't want, she said, I don't want nobody called. She said, I, I turned, because you know, she got like a couple phones. She said, <laughs> I only wanted to talk to you. And I guess she wanted to see how I felt about her winning that, that overturn. And I cried. She was right. I cried. I cried my eyes out because I said, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you, Monique. I'm so happy because it took Monique. It took her to stand up against those giants. Who else was going to do it? Whoopi Goldberg wouldn't do it. Who else 
just had the power, the reputation, and the might yes. to do that. The strength, what? yes. What? That yes. woman, you talk about, I took some behind whoopings. <laughs> they beat her up so bad on the internet when she first went through that, that it was like, and now you got people coming forward, apologizing to her. And Monique, I know you're watching. Hey, baby. I mean, you might not be watching that, but I know you're going to see this. So I'm just saying hi. And uh, so when she told me that, I was so touched. I was so touched. She said, I knew that nobody would be able to relate to this better than you. Because in 50 years, I know you caught hell, Sylvia. I know you did. I know you took some. These are her words. Now, because I'm a clean comic. I don't curse. I don't do any of that. And I'm, I don't care who does. But that's mm -hmm. just how I came up. Women weren't really talking foul. So that I makes it even better that you, you don't know, yeah. do that. So yeah, I'm, I, I just don't. So she said, "I know. Oh, I know. You took so many ass whoopings. I know that they, them, you know, the racism, the prejudices, all the stuff that you went through." She said, "I just, I, I love you for all of that. For kicking the doors in for me." Yes. I, wow, that is so. Big. That's so deep. So I love Monique. I love her with everything I have. I appreciate what she's doing. And I pray for her every day because I want her to stay strong. I want her to. Uh, I've had people call me from Ohio, uh, Detroit, Chicago, uh, the Philippines. Mm. I have one, one woman who's a comedian in Europe. I really need to call her because she's been, she just had brain surgery. And I was like, oh, wow. She would wait until I'm just about ready to call and then she goes in the hospital to have brain surgery. So I want to surprise her. I'm going to call her. She's in Europe and she's like, well, Sylvia, I want to do, I want to do so much with us. I want to compare the European black female comics from over there to the ones over in the United States and you know, just mm -hmm. some good stuff. She's got some good stuff going. So, yeah. Wow. You know, that's why I love Monique too. And when she was going through that, you know, I think some people, you know, her tone, they didn't get it, but I, I've been in behind the scenes in the TV business mm -hmm. for over 15 years, and I have my music that I do, and I've been through my own little small challenges and struggles, oh, just trying to have a voice. Yes, and how they treat you like you're not like you're not smart, like you don't deserve a voice at the table. Right, and that's why I wanted to honor people like you because I know how that feels, and if if younger people like me don't honor you or see the importance of you guys we can't expect sometimes other people to see it um it just warms my heart so much that you have you had monique there for you and that you were there for uh miss monique and um what else i want to say said, I, people are afraid of the truth that's so oh my what a powerful statement um thank you for saying that yoshi yoshiko what? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, but that's what I was saying about you in the beginning of this uh, cast, Kara, mm -hmm. is that I like your go get them attitude. You know, I, I like your no, no I, I like your no nonsense attitude, even though you're fun. You know, you're fun. You really are. But you, underneath all that fun, you have like a no nonsense attitude. And we can see it. So don't you were able to pick that up. Ain't no, no nonsense with you. You don't play with people, but you're fun. You know you're fun. You 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 somehow now tell your mother she did a good job. She did a great job because you found a way to mesh and balance the two. 
and it's wonderful. You know, your smile is beautiful, but your straight face ain't no joke. You know, it's not a game. <laughs> it's not a game with you. When you get that straight face on. I remember you were asking um, uh, the gentleman. He was a uh, he was in the in war. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't think. Oh, of oh, um, Arthur Coleman the third. Yes, Mister. Yes, officer. I think he was. He was. He got a Purple Heart. Yes. Oh, I sat there and watched that podcast of yours and cried my eyes out. It was absolutely wonderful. It was wonderful. You, y'all better go and check it out if you haven't seen it because it is this girl. Oh but man! Thank, but thank you for saying that, young people. I I can't tell you what it does for me when I see the millennials coming for me. I see the hey, Miss Shelby, I'm following you. And I'm like, oh my god, she's only twenty five. Yes. <laughs> I'm a little bit older. I'm a little bit older, but <laughs> you still, but, uh, you know, you still with the crew. You still with the the, the young crew. You know, you there. So I'm delighted. I'm that you even, you know, decided. Uh, it's it's uh, it's like a really good feeling when the young folks come for me because I I try to, I honestly try to represent and set an example. I was on a post today where mm -hmm. they were saying that they don't put females on the comedy shows. Well, no, for years I got beat up real bad for fussing about. We have 75% of your audience before COVID mm. females. You can't put one woman on the show. I'm talking about all these promoters who do these shows. You got, we got Bill uh, Washington and uh, Reginald Curry. We got uh, David Tonso, but no females. And 75 to 80% of your audience are females. Put one female on. You don't have to use the same one all the time. Then exactly. they, oh, they beat me up. Well, it's my money, and I'm gonna put on the show who I want. I'm just saying, you know, you guys just don't understand that we're out here. You don't have to. I, I, I'm very blessed that when before COVID, I was a very work serious working comic. You know, I've toured with a whole bunch of people. My claim to fame is Whitney Houston. I did yes. 23 cities with Whitney. And then I did Gladys Knight. Um, and the oh, Gladys Knight. And yeah. I love Whitney Houston. Those are my favorites. Yes. And, and um, you know, I was out with the Temptations and the Four Tops. Uh, just a just a just, just regular people. Just, just the yeah. Temptations. Just the Four Tops. Nope. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. We know it all. Just legendary people. Miss Sylvia I love the people on your podcast. They are not playing. Oh, but somebody said wisdom on the rise. Look. If God didn't bless you, look, I need you to give me some advice, Miss Sylvia. Okay. What do you, how did you, when people weren't giving you the recognition you deserve, how did that feel? And how did you just keep going? How did, what did you tell yourself? You know what, Kara, that's a really good question. And thank you for asking it because I, I had mentioned earlier about how I think God just blocked me from, just took away any of that. I remember one day I got spit on Ooh. and, oh, oh girl, I got. Mm, oh, okay. no, excuse me. Let me curse. That's some ass kicking <laughs> stuff right there. You spit on a black woman. Well, see, that's what, this is what I'm loving today. Because the youngsters are not playing. They're not playing. It's like I sit back with, with, during the protesting and I saw all these young people. Like, I'm, I mean, like, yeah. like, like 19, 18 to 45. You know, they were out there strong, including white people. 
Yes, they were. Why people were not trying to march with us back in the. You well, I I didn't march, but I mean, you know, I was. <laughs> it was hot out there. You yeah. did what you could do. You did what yeah. you could do. Yeah. So, um, I think sometimes, I know for me, I ignored a lot of it mm. because that was not. I, I could have acted a fool. And I remember when Oprah Winfrey played that part in um, The Color Purple, when she punched that man in the face and they beat her to a pulp, locked her up and then bought her out. Oh. That made her work for the woman who was the wife to the guy she punched. Back then, you know, I've, I can't tell you how many people have said to me, you ain't punch him in his face, you ain't, you didn't, you know, you had to be a little more careful then. It's like the police are doing it nowadays. They just don't, but mm -hmm. back then, whoever, you know, you could, you could, white people could just do what they wanted to do and there was no repercussion at all. So, what's up? The love below it. You got to interview Kara. You got to do that anyway. Uh, how y'all doing? Yeah. Uh, these kids on the front line are not afraid and you are so correct. They are not afraid. And that, I can't tell you what that does for my soul to watch what I've been watching lately. These kids aren't afraid to talk. They're not afraid to walk. And they're not afraid to voice. And they have the platform. You guys have the platform. You have it. And that's why I'm proud of you for, for bringing this kind of platform to the forefront so we can learn about us. Because if it, if it wasn't for people, I decided last week, I know I must have got about 35 requests to do, you know, to do the podcast and, mm -hmm. talk, you know, and all of that. And I'd already, I'd already decided after I watched yours and, you know, I, I try to watch who asked me, can you be on my podcast? And once I saw how you ran your podcast, I said, I'm going to, that one I'm going to do. I want to do her because I like, I like what she brings. I like what you bring. And so I made a decision yesterday that everybody that sent me requests, oh, this is going to, this, oh boy, I'm going to get in trouble. Like I, well, I didn't get in trouble with Monique because I had told her. If a black girl comes to you and asks you for five minutes on your stage, would you think of me and just give her the five minutes? And she said she's been doing that ever since. And she said a couple of girls come up there, they just, and she'd be like, oh, God, you better be glad Miss Sylvia asked you to do this. So, well, Miss Sylvia, saying, real quick, not to set you off, but I'm glad since you said that, I tried to holler at Monique and she said she was going to read my message and she couldn't find it. So, if you could just tell her about me. I'm going to tag her on this. Uh, I'm a, I know how to privately tag her on stuff. Okay, thank you. This. So now that you're saying that, she'll hear that too. Okay. Awesome, because I want to honor her as well for not being afraid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's not. She's really, and she will love that. I'm telling you, she, you know, I go on her page, on her Instagram page almost every day. But I, I do want to get this in before we, before we finish. I've been, okay. handed, I've been handed the script to the one-woman play, The Return of Jackie Mom's Maid. Yes, I want you to talk about that, too, because she's very important for us to know. And I want you to tell us why Mom's Maidley is so important for us to know. Mom's Maidley is the original. The original. Look, I got to do this so I can see. I got to pick up my phone. Mom's Maidley is the original queen of comedy. She's she was born in the 18 in the late 1800s and she mm -hmm. died in 1975 and i'm just learning that this woman was sold the bomb 
she was invited by two sitting presidents, two as a comedian, to come to the White House. They invited her there. Now, the other mm -hmm. thing, most people know Moms Mabley as a comedian, but she was actually a chorus line dancer in her early days. She was a dancer and a singer. And when I found that out, I was like, and she was beautiful. See, we see Moms Mabley as this older woman who had funny with the hat on, the little curls. Mm -hmm. And when I did my studying, um, because the, the man who wrote it, uh, Andrew Andy Evans, um, mm -hmm. he revealed so much to me about Moms Mabley. And I was like, this is so powerful. And he said, I can't think of anybody that would fit this role who could play this like you. And I got the job. So uh, come next year, we're, uh, we're opening at the Howard Theater, but not until 2021. So oh, that's going to be so awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. She was absolutely hilarious. Um, she was really a very smart black woman. Very smart. As a matter of fact, she, Red Fox signed his first contract in her house. Mm, wow. And speaking of houses, how about her house before she died, before she, her house was across the street from mine. Now she had already died, but that was her house that she owned. That's incredible. Isn't that just the craziest thing? So the whole, they've, you know, the in DC, they've done stories all about that. You know, you got mom's baby living here and you got Sylvia Traymore Morrison living here. How coincidental is that? So it's only befitting that they decided to pick me to play her in this in this play. I can't even wait. I'm so I'm so honored. Uh, I feel like it's an opportunity for me to pay tribute to her for paving the way for me. Yes, congratulations, and I will make a point to go see that play uh, when it opens. Um, I think we have a couple of minutes left. I want you to tell people about your two books. You have an autobiography, then you have the fiction book. Just give us a little spiel about those. Okay, well, my autobiography was released, I think, in 2011. And I probably should have waited until 2020 to write it, but then... <laughs> you didn't know. So it's, called, it's entitled Almost There, Almost, The Many Faces of Sylvia Traymore Morrison. And the other book uh, is a fictional. I didn't even want to write any more books. That autobiography kicked my butt. I, was, I said, no wonder authors get so much respect because it's just, oh, my God. It's like... Dang, I just can't write another book. But the second <laughs> book is entitled Jelly Beans from Heaven. Mm -hmm. And I was on stage in front of about 900 people. And this voice started talking to me and gave me the whole book right there on stage. That's so amazing. People, it, oh, this, I'm telling you, Kara, it's been the whole, the whole journey has been like, okay, all right. So um if you read on the back of the book, on both books, it'll tell you a little bit about, and you can get a copy. You can get there on Amazon, Barnes, and all of the, you know, the regular book places. However, if you go to sylviaoyer.com, that's my website, I'll be able to sign a copy for you. If, you know, someone out there, if you guys want to want to get, thank you. Um, somebody said, great conversation. That is so sweet. Of course it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the books are on um my website, Sylvia Oyer, S-Y-L-V-I-A-O-H-Y-E-A-H.com, Sylvia Oyer. Or like I said, you can go to Amazon, but I think they're robber barons. They just, it's amazing what, what they do uh, when you buy the books online. So it's okay. Either way, I'd be happy for you to read it and send me a, for whoever wants to read it, 
to uh, do a voice, please. Oh, you missed the voice. You you missed my um, Whoopi Goldberg and Wendy Williams, and I did a little bit of Monique. So news you lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carol, I can't tell you how much I have enjoyed this time with you. I know that we're we're coming on around. Um, thank you, S S nine E, for the for the word respect. I I, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you, Carol, for uh, having me on tonight. I knew I would have yes. a good time. It's amazing how you know, you know, you feel people's energy and the spirit. And I knew that, you know, and I've watched another one of your, um, I, I've been watching you. Okay, let's awesome. just say that. Oh, so you've okay. been, oh yeah, you've made a big impression. We, you know, I've been telling people about you. So that's why I think a lot of my folks came on tonight because I've been bragging about oh. you. Thank they, you so much. Yeah. Cause sometimes yeah. I say the same thing you say. I be like, "Come on, God, do you?" You said I'm your girl. That will come on, God, show up and show out. So I am so happy that 2020 is the year that people are understanding, learning who Sylvia Morrison is. And you and and, and to 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 piggyback on that, remember I told you I just given you know I just uh, just figured out. God gave me all of this history and stuff, and people will learn about it. And then one day, I was I was picking up something, and, and I happened to look in the mirror. And Kara, I broke down and cracked. I said, Sylvie, do you realize that you really are special? Yes. And I said, yeah. And then the voice said, and I hope everybody realizes that they are special just as well. Every single last person is special. They have something special. And when it hit me that God gave me the specialty of being able to do voices, and he gave my sister the specialty of being able to cook, he gave my brother the specialty of sports. You know, everybody has their own, you know, you have this, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I think you have this natural knack to talk to people and they love talking to you. They just want to tell, whatever you ask them, they want to tell you about it. Now, I've noticed oh. that on all of the ones that I've watched you with, me, me, myself included, because I just get tickled pink when you ask me a question, especially if it's one of them good questions. So, thank and you. You, did, you gave me a couple of them. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't have a net for getting dates, but I can. <laughs> but I am good at asking a question. <laughs> but you can't get it all, though. You know, you can't have it all. <laughs> that is too funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. You. I'm, I'm waiting for the video to go out, but I just want to tell people your life is so fascinating. I didn't even get to ask you about knowing David Letterman, you know, Jay Leno, you knew oh. Robin Williams. Yes. He, he believed you know, in you. I grew up with those guys. None of us had made it yet. David Letterman, Robin Williams, Jay Leno, uh, not none of them. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Um, oh, this is the other thing I wanted to tell you. My first paying job. You ready? Mm -hmm. I'm ready. First paying job the club hired me to open for Elaine Boosler she's a comedian mm -hmm. my pay let me tell you what they paid me this is you're How not going to believe it. they gave me a coca-cola <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> that was I like I like Pepsi so I would have been I would have been <laughs> what, they, what they told me was I could have uh, a drink they would give us you know they gave us a drink I didn't yeah. drink liquor so I said, just give me the Coke. Give me the Coca-Cola. 
And then oh, Miss Sylvia, we got we got 25 seconds, baby. I just want to tell you, I love you. Oh my God, I'm so Thank glad you. I met you. I'm Thank so glad you. you didn't give up. Thank you for being there for us, for just being a great example for black women, black people. So many people have learned about you. I hope the whole world celebrates you. Be Thank blessed you. and we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you, Kara. See y'all. You